So maybe you're new to Only Believe, or you've just been here a while observing, but you're not involved. You know you're a part of a bigger picture, but you don't know exactly what that looks like. I'm Pastor Nicole. I'm asking you to become a member here at Only Believe. Spend a Saturday morning with me, the first Saturday of the month, and let me share with you this wonderful prayer that we pray for your life. I wanna discuss it with you. You know, it's important that we know who God is and then when we know who he is, our soul and our hearts begin to change. And we find freedom from things that often have been a vice in our life or chains that the devil meant to hold us bound. And then I'm gonna help you discover your purpose. We're gonna go through a class together and learn what you were designed to do. And then we're gonna do that and make a difference in the kingdom. See, everyone has a part to play in the body of Christ. I want you to find yours. Join me Saturday for next steps. You will definitely see what's next for you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. I'm coming to Only Believe Ministries once again there in Botkins, Ohio. Peter and Phyllis, I'm looking forward to see you guys. I'll be there Saturday, January the 2nd, at 6.30 p.m., and then Sunday, January the 3rd, at 10 a.m. Bring a friend, share a miracle. We always start our year out right there at Only Believe Ministries. Why? Because isn't that wonderful to have that kind of name? Only Believe. I'll see you Saturday, January the 2nd, at 6.30 p.m., and Sunday, January the 3rd, at 10 a.m. Bring a friend, share a miracle. We're going to have a wonderful time. 2021 is coming, and it's about time we start having a great time. See you there. All right. Good morning, church family. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas with, uh, with your families and 
You had a good time. We're so excited you guys are here with us this morning. If you are a first-time guest with us today, thank you so much for being with us. It's an honor to have you here today. We pray that you are blessed by today's service, that you're encouraged in your faith, and that you find hope in Jesus Christ today. We also want to welcome our live streamers. Thank you for joining us on live stream, and we believe those same things for you, that God will show up right there in your home with you, and you will be blessed and encouraged in your faith today. Uh, if you are a first-time guest, we have first-time guest cards in the back of the pew in front of you. And if you would, if you'd be willing to, fill that out for us and drop it off even there in the offering bucket uh, when we take up offering or out at the Welcome Center. Uh, it's just a way for us to know who you are and to be able to connect with you if you'd like for us to. If you don't want us to, then that's fine. We're still glad that you're here with us today. A couple of announcements for you. The first one is this. We are going to be doing 21 days of prayer here at the church starting January 3rd and going through January 24th. Uh, we encourage you to pray all throughout the day and fast if you want to, but we will be gathering here at the church at 7 p.m. every night for prayer, and we'd love for you to do that. And we also have a prayer tree in the Welcome Center, if you have a prayer request or a prayer need that you would like people to be praying for you about, you can write it down on there. You don't have to put your name on it if you don't want to, and we will be praying for you and for that need over the 21 days of prayer. And uh, so please do that and join us for 21 days of prayer starting in January. We also have small groups starting in January. Listen, the Bible tells us as the body that we're to bear one another's burdens, that we're to mourn when one is mourning, that we're to rejoice when one is rejoicing. We're supposed to be there to encourage and uplift each other. And one of the best ways to do that is in small groups. You don't get the opportunity to really minister one-on-one -on -one to each other during a service like this, but in small groups, you get the opportunity to connect on a real level, talk about things that you're all going through. The groups are themed, so you can pick a group that's going to be addressing what you're going through in life right now, and then you get to be there for support and to encourage and be what the body of Christ should be. So if you're not signed up for a small group, I want to encourage you strongly to do so. Sign up for a small group, be a part of the body, and use the gifts that God has given you to bless and encourage the other people in your church family. Now, we're going to move into worship. Would you guys stand up with me? You know, at Christmas every year, we celebrate the coming of a Savior, but it's to remind us that we needed a Savior. And one thing that I love about Christmas time is this idea of Emmanuel. God with us. God wasn't absent in our lives. God wasn't just looking down on the mess that we were going through and hoping for the best for us. God took it upon himself to wrap himself in human flesh, to come and live this life just like we did, to experience the pains, the sorrows, the rejection, the hurts. He experienced it all so that the Bible says that he could be a great high priest who could sympathize with us in our weakness because he experienced Emmanuel, God with us. And now, now that we're past Christmas, here's the question we must ask ourselves. We know that God was willing to come and walk with us, and he still is. Will we walk with him? Will we be with God? And one way that we are with God is when we worship together as the body of Christ and we pour out our hearts to God and we declare the glory and the majesty of the Savior in whom we have put our faith. And so I want to encourage you today, I really do, I want to encourage you to do something different. Come down to the altar with us. Come down to the altar and present yourself to God just as the wise men brought their gifts and presented them. We are the gifts that God wants. 
He's after us. And so I want to encourage you. Maybe this is a little, if, if this is be too much for you, that's okay. You can just worship. But give God your absolute best in worship this morning. He desires to be with you every day, not just on Sunday morning, by the way. He wants to walk with you every moment beyond this service into everyday life. He is present with you, and he's able to meet every need, to heal every broken spot, to bring hope to even the most dire situations. He is a restorer and a reconciler and a healer. He's a God that brings life to dead things. We should give him our best. Emmanuel, God with us today, let's be with him.
sun to the setting saying I will praise your name great is your faithfulness to me
bed the other night and I would wake up many, many times and I would think of the year 2021 and the thing that kept coming to me was 2021, God's not done, the best is yet to come. So I want to encourage you with that word today, the best is yet to come. There are better days in front of us. And I want to remind you, many of you have been like David. You've been like David out in the pasture. Maybe you've been cast aside by your own family. His father didn't even really acknowledge him. Went through all the other brothers before, before Samuel went and said, isn't there someone else? Now, David had been in a season where he was being prepared during that time. Now, he'd fought the lion and he'd fought the bear. But there came a moment in that season where he was going to make his debut so the other word Lord said to me was a debutante. There's a season and a time coming for many people that have been in a season where you might have felt like you were cast aside or maybe you were the one in the background. You know, the word says that last will become first and first will be last. So I just want to encourage you today that if you are those people that have been like the Davids, that have been maybe cast aside, but you have not wasted the time. You spent the days and the weeks and the months and the years for getting prepared because God is getting ready for your debut. So be encouraged today, especially today. We're coming up. We've had a beautiful remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we've got some seasons coming, and in a couple more months, we will celebrate the cross the cross and the death and the resurrection. But be encouraged over these next few days and weeks and months, God is going to take you to a place where you're going to make your debut. So remember, 2021, God is not done. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah Rapha. When I was in the altar team prayer time this morning, I was having pain in my right arm and right, my right hip, and um, it's waking me up at night. And I was told to sit down, and um, before Carol could start even praying for me, she lifted my legs, and the left leg grew out and matched my right leg. He will heal you. He is a great physician, and what he did for me, he will do for you. Um, in confirmation with the words already given, 
the Lord just laid it on my heart that we're going to pray for people here today who have been in a season of hopelessness, a season of joylessness. The Lord would say to you that he's not the source of your hopelessness and your joylessness, but he is the source of your joy. The sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And today is your day to experience the joy and hope and peace of the Lord. So uh, Pastor Nicole, Pastor Randy, and myself are going to be down here. If you would like for us to pray with you that this season would break off of your life, we're going to do that with you this morning.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Listen, the Spirit of God is moving in this house this morning. I hope you can feel Him, hallelujah. He is here to do miracles. He is here to heal you, set you free. In Jesus' name, I, this song service isn't done yet, y'all. This is just the beginning right now. Right now, it's just the beginning. I thank God. If you need a miracle right now, if you need a miracle, I want you to either stand up or raise your hand right now in this house if you need a miracle. Stand up. That's right. Come on. Stand up or raise your hand because God is doing something in this house this morning. In this house this morning. Hallelujah. He's seen your faith. He is here to heal. He is here to set free. He is here to do whatever you need, whatever miracle you need in this house. He is here to fulfill it this morning, right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now. We're going to pray. Nicole, I'm going to have you pray. Tim, I'm going to have you pray. And I'm going to pray, and God is going to meet this miracle. He sees your faith right there where it is. And we're going to do the rest of you in the house. We need your faith as well. Hallelujah. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray for healing. 
I feel that right now in my spirit. Anybody that needs healed, Father, from the head to the feet, right now, your miracle is here. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for everybody out there that needs a healing, that needs a miracle in their life, Father, for healing right now in the name of Jesus. God, you see their faith. God, they're standing in faith. Maybe they have been standing in faith. Devil, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get your hands off of their body right now, God. I thank you for headaches, God, extreme headaches and migraines to go and disappear in the name of Jesus right now, God. Oh, yes, stomach pain, whatever stomachs you have, ulcers in the name of Jesus. I curse those things. I command those things to go right now. Back pain just came up in my spirit. Back pain, lower back pain. Whatever it is, we command that pain to leave. Go in the name of Jesus. Be loosed right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father, I thank you, Father. Heart, Father, anything that has to do with a heart right now, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that heart be repaired, that blood start to flow, that hole be sealed up supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Heart, be healed in Jesus' name. We speak that right now, right now, all healing. Come on, thank the Lord for your healing, for your miracle in that leg, in that ankle, in that hip, right now in Jesus' name. That cancer is gone in the name of Jesus, the name above every disease, above every cancer, above every sickness. It's gone in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, God. We give you praise. We stand on your word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I speak to the spirit of anxiety, depression right now. I command that chemical imbalance. I command those shooters to begin to work and bring forth the chemical balance that your bodies need. I speak to you, devil. You've come in this place to make a resting place. I command and serve you notice. Get out in the name of Jesus. We give you no place. We give you no residence. For you've come to look for a place that you can live. Look, Christ lives inside of us. And you shall have no place. I speak to relationships that need to die. I speak to unhealthy relationships in the life that creates dysfunction and disablement. And I command you, the root in which you came imparted, I command it to die and to fall off. And you shall have no more part in their lives. God, I thank you, Lord. I speak to mental illness right now. It's not done. It's not done. I speak to the root of mental illness in people's lives. I speak to bipolar. I speak to schizophrenic. I speak to every evil work and I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. You cannot stay right now. Leave that body. Leave that body. All signs. There's multiples. You leave in the name of Jesus. There's someone on live stream that's watching today that's saying, but they're not praying for me. God says that that anxiety and that depression and that mental illness that you've been facing, you have been struggling. You've been wondering whether you should go. What should I do? God says, I'm going to touch you right now in your seat. I'm going to touch you right now and you're not going to have that any longer. God is the healer of mental illness as well as he is physical body. 
Now, right now, I speak to that mind. I speak for it to reset in the name of Jesus and be made whole and to never return in Jesus' name. And you can give us a testimony when that's done. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. somebody on live stream today you're watching and you feel like you're at the end of your rope you've been praying you've been asking God but you feel like all you've come against is frustration and disappointments and the Lord would speak to you today it's almost as if this morning you woke up and said this is the last chance I need you to speak he's speaking to you right now and I don't know who you are but God knows who you are and God is very present in this moment. And so, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, destroy every work of the enemy in that person's life. God, break down every wall, every painful experience that's caused them to, to build a barrier against you, Father. I pray that it would come down in the name of Jesus. Your love is stronger than anything the devil can throw at them, Father. And I pray that you would crush the work of Satan. I pray that you would free their mind from the deceptions of the enemy, Father, so that they can see, God, how you've been working in their lives. Father, you don't bring evil, but you bring good out of evil. Father, I pray that you would open their eyes to see your work. I pray that you would open their ears to hear when you're speaking to them. I pray that you would open their heart, God, that they would receive from you all of the good things that you're bringing into their life, Father. I pray that today would be a salvation for their home, for their family, Father. God, and I speak to everyone who's dealing with this frustration. God, who have been in a season of waiting. Jesus, you taught us never to give up because we have a good Father in heaven who's moving before we even ask. So we just keep standing in faith. I pray for strength today for everyone who feels like they have none to stand. God, I pray that you would give them supernatural strength. I pray that the gift of faith would fall into their lives today, Father. That they would speak with faith the words that you give them over their families and over the situations that are surrounding them, Father. Even when it seems most hopeless, God, the light of Christ has broken into this dark world and the darkness cannot overcome it. So Father, I speak hope being released from heaven into their lives. God, do what only you can do. Father, bring the lost to be found today in Jesus' name. May the light of Christ shine brightly in their lives and in their families today, Father. And I pray for that individual, God, that hope would be restored to them in this moment, Father. In this moment, that joy would rise in their hearts, Father. And that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're listening to every prayer that they pray. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Some, the Lord just told me somebody here feels lonely lonely but it's not that like you live alone and you're lonely no you could have 10 kids and a husband and a wife but you still feel alone if that's you just raise your hand and God is here to help you this morning I don't know who it is it could be more than one but it's not that you're live by yourself and that you're lonely no but you have people all around you but yet you feel alone God is going to take that away from you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. God, I thank you that you said that you stick closer than a brother. <clears throat> closer 
than a brother, closer than a sister. God, that if we do the worst thing, if we make our bed in hell, you said you're even there with us. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. God, this feeling, this spirit, whatever is on this person or these people that feel alone, God, we curse it in Jesus' name. God, renew their mind in the name of Jesus, that battle in the mind right now, God. I thank you, Father, that you just come upon them, Lord God, like a blanket. And I thank you that that loneliness, that feeling, God, will leave right now in Jesus' name. Wrap them up, Lord God, like a warm blanket out of a dryer. Let them know that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they have purpose in their life right now. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for breathing on them this very moment. And I give you praise and glory. You good? Hallelujah. We're going to sing one more song, guys. And it's just a prayer of thanksgiving. A prayer of thanksgiving. David, man, he danced a prayer of thanksgiving until his clothes fell off. For what God has done, for what God is doing, faith is still being released through this house right now. Come on, give God some praise.
Glory to God. The devil just lost again today. Amen. Oh, he's a loser. There's no truth in that sucker. And he is defeated. <laughs> Amen. Woo. Glory. I'm excited. Are you excited? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, it's time for our tithes and offerings today. That's right. Amen. You need a tithing or offering envelope? Raise your hand and one of these guys, I don't know if there's a woman out there helping or not, they'll help you out there. Plus in the front there, you got some envelopes if you need one right in front of you there. There's a, a scripture verse you want to put on that screen for me. EJ, it's uh, Proverbs 11, I do believe. Proverbs 11 and uh, I think it's uh, verse 24, I think is what it is. I don't know. Is it, you got that, man? There we go. Proverbs eleven twenty four. It says, there is that scattereth and yet increaseth. You know what that simply means? That means that there's a people out there that give. They give, they give, they give, and yet nothing's taken away. As a matter of fact, not that just nothing is taken away, but it says that they increase. Wow. It was just, remember the story I told about the Hobby Lobby guy. He gives half of everything that he makes away, and yet he still gets more. That's phenomenal. That's increase. He scatters and he increaseth. And there is that, a person, that withholdeth more also than that is met or meet. In other words, he's supposed to give more, but he don't. He withholds it. So he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, in other words, right? But that tendeth to poverty. It says because he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. He doesn't give what he's supposed to do. He withholds. Next, next verse. It says the liberal soul shall be made fat. Or God will bless those that are liberal with their finances, with their time, with their talents, with their gifts. And he that watereth, or he that gives, he will then also be watered himself. That is a great promise for you and I. Amen? Now, how many of you guys uh, watched at least one version of Scrooge this year for Christmas? Raise your hand. <laughs> There's several versions out there. You know, we all know that that dude was a very nasty old man, right? He was disgusting. He wasn't even very handsome, I don't think. I, I think I have a picture of that. I mean, he was just one nasty-looking, mean, old, grumpy banker who was alone. He didn't water nothing, did he? No, he withheld. And all he wanted to do was count his money and not help anybody. But then we know the opposite side of the story, that all of a sudden then, he changed completely. He was a happy guy. Because he didn't then just think about himself anymore. But he started helping others, giving. And he became loved and liked because he was doing what he was supposed to do. Right? Yeah, I mean, I know that that story is, is not real. I mean, it probably is somewhere in somebody's life. But it's a, it's a story of two extremes. But yet Proverbs says that increase happens when we give, right? When we water, when we sow, when we do what we're supposed to do, the Bible said right there that increase comes when we obey. 
So today, let's just, listen, I know Christmas is over, but giving just isn't about Christmas. I can't tell you how many times I heard, well, I'm doing it because it's Christmas time. Well, what about January the 10th when it's 20 below zero? We're still supposed to do the word, all right? I know the Christmas songs are gone. Thank God I'm tired of hearing of the same 12 over and over again. All I want for Christmas is you. I'm tired of it. But we're supposed to be Proverbs 11, 24 through 27 all year long, folks, not just at Christmas. And if we do that, we will ourselves be watered. God will also increase us if we do the word. I don't want to be Scrooge, and I don't think you do either. Amen? I want to be givers. I want to be tithers. I want to be blessed so I can continue to bless others because that word says it's better to than to Amen. Stand up. Let's pray over our tithes and offerings this morning. Father, I thank you so much for everybody that's in this house. God, I thank you for the faith, God, that was birthed today, maybe for the first time in somebody's life in this sanctuary. God, I thank you for those that water, God, they will also be watered. Those that do not withhold, Father, you will not withhold from them. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you for increase in 2021. You are not done in 2021. It has just begun. God, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bring your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Hallelujah. No? Yeah, thank you. Praise God. You'd think after 39 years I'd get that way right. Well, I have a long time before I get to declare I've been married 50 years. The 16th of January, I will have been married to my wife for 50 years. Divorced 10 times, but same woman. <laughs> What's the secret? She lives in Florida, and I live in here in Ohio. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's turn our Bibles today to 1 Samuel 9, 3 through 10. I want to talk to you today about recovering that which has been taken or lost. 
recovering that which has been taken. 2020, it seemed like people lost jobs. They lost loved ones. They lost enthusiasm. Many of you uh, have lost faithfulness, have lost consistency, have lost diligence, have lost faith. And uh, I don't say that uh, out of guesswork, but because I talk to many Christians. And uh, I find that their faith is not what it was. I find out that their commitment is not what it was. I find out many things of what they've went through and the condition of their faith. And so a lot of things have been stolen. And when you begin to lose your faith, you begin to lose stuff. I don't mean just stuff. I mean spiritual stuff. Amen? 20 and 21 is going to be a year, I believe, is going to be a year of restoration. I believe a year of recovery, a year of renewal, as well as a year of revival. When I say revival, I mean that we will be revived. In other words, life will begin stim being stimulated in us again, the life of God, the purpose of God, the plans of God. And so those things will come alive. And that in itself will be the root of revival. You can't give anybody anything you don't have. And so if we are revived, if we are stirred, then we will stir and revive other people. And so I believe that it's going to be a year of revival. And I believe it's going to be better than it's ever been. Amen? I believe everything has brought us to this monumental moment in time, in God, in the kingdom. So in 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter, verse 3, and we're going to read through 10. And it says, The, ashes, the asses of Kadesh, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee. Arise and go seek the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalem, uh, Shalem and there, were, there they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamites, and they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, then Saul said to the servant, then Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come, let us return, and let my father leave caring for the asses and start taking thought for you and I. And he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, that he is honorable man, and all that he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go thither, preadventure he can show us our way that we should go. Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring to the man, for the 
uh, bread is spent in our vessel and there is not anything present to bring unto the man of God, what have we? And the servant answered Saul and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver. That will I give unto the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer or to the prophet. For he that is now called a prophet was beforehand called a seer. Then said Saul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went unto the city where the man of God was. That man ends up being Samuel. Here we see many things. Number one, I wonder how the donkeys got away. I wonder how the donkeys got away. In other words, where was Saul's eyes? Where were the servants' eyes? These donkeys must be valuable. They must be worth something that cannot be replaced. The reason that they are, they can reproduce. They can multiply. They can increase. It's something that he can put his hands to that God can increase. But for some reason, now realize in these donkeys is the care, the provision of Saul's father. And his father has been raising these because he's building some type of economic foundation for him and his family that will precede him after he dies. So we have to understand that this is an inheritance and this is what God has called him to do is to be increased through donkeys. But some place in the midst of walk, watching the donkeys, that which was important, that which was valuable, disappeared. Just like on its own, it just wandered off. Well, sometimes we as Christians get busy. We get in confrontations. We go through tragedies. We go through hardships. We go through the unexpected. We go through the COVID. We go through uh, a lack of finances. We go through layoffs. We go through all types of stuff, uncertainties. And one of the things that gets out of our sight is what God is using for our future. And we lose that. The word lose simply means this, to lose one's way, to be taken from the way of doing something or to be drawn away of a purpose. It means to be ignorant of something that was sure. In other words, when we are lost or we lose something, something is taken, what happens is the way becomes obscured. So we begin to look for the way that we used to walk in. 
Here, when we start looking at this, it says, verse 5, it says this, let us return. In other words, let's just accept that we have lost, notice, we have lost that which my father sent me to do. His father gave him a purpose. You and I all have purposes from God. And when the enemy comes in, and uses all these things to draw our attention away from that which is really valuable, what we do is we lose our way. In other words, we stop operating in the ways that God has given to us to fulfill his purpose. In other words, we really just lay them down willingly. Now, we don't know that we're doing it, but we do it. I kind of look at Christianity sometimes like the people that are traveling across the desert. You know, they start out with these great wagons and four oxen and they've got a piano and they've got a rocking chair and they've got this and that. But you don't have to rob them or steal them. All you got to do is follow them through the desert because when times get tough and lean, they're going to throw away that which was valuable to them. Yep, absolutely. And so you don't have to circle the wagons. You don't have to get a bow and arrow or a gun. You don't have to creep in at night. All you got to do is just wait for them to reevaluate what's important in their life. 2020 has redefined many Christians' values. The things that hurt us, we have withdrawn from. The things that we got confused, confronted by. Things that we were put under pressure for. We've let go certain things in our lives. And so we as Christians need to make sure that we don't lose direction for the Father's purpose for our life. And so here we see, hey, let's return. One of the things when people lose stuff, they come up with all of these excuses why they can't lay hold of it again. You know, sometimes restarting is harder than, the, than when you start the first time. Because you've already experienced some friction, some attacks, and some hurts and heartaches. You know, one of the things you don't want to do is just go out and get hurt on purpose. But whether we like it or not, life is filled with the attacks of the adversary. They are filled with men and women not knowing how to respond to our feelings. Hello. Well, well, why don't they feel like I do? Because it wasn't done to them. But I told them, it doesn't matter. Your story is not theirs. So you're going to have to extend a lot of grace to people that are around you if you're not going to let the donkeys get out. But you and I 
have to realize that we can make a lot of excuses for not fulfilling God's purpose, but really, at the end of life, there are no acceptable excuses. I used to tell God, God, I don't like Christians. He said, well, I want you to pastor them. I said, well, you better get somebody else because I... You know, if I ever want to kill people with them Christians, they're the meanest, ugliest, stingiest, self-absorbed group of people that I have ever met. They take, 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 and if anybody gets anything they have or more than they have, all they do then is complain, attack, murmur, speak against. I said, look, the world would be better without them. I felt like Elijah. I'm the only guy that's got it together. I'd been saved a whole six months. I just had not learned how to despise and hate and speak against and divide and, and attack. I, I just hadn't been educated enough. That sometimes takes nine to months to a year to really get into the swing of being an enemy to the body of Christ. Enemies from within and enemies from without. They will be the enemies of your own household. And so it tells us that, look, excuses come. You can turn around. You can give up. You can lose what the Father's purpose was for your life. But what you're going to do is end up having a life that is void of any involvement of God. Because the more things that you let go or get out of your sight, those are the things that connected you with God and you'll begin to disconnect from God and not even realize it. Hallelujah. And then you look at verse down through 6, and then verse 6 through 10 says this. It speaks of Samuel being the man that speaks for God. No word that Samuel speaks falls to the ground. They all come to pass. He had a reputation for speaking as if God was speaking to you. And so... They needed to hear from God. Now the servant speaks to Saul and says, look, we need to get a word from God about these donkeys because we have lost the way. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to get it done because we are just confused, even in the land that we're traveling through. So when we lose things like this, one of the greatest things that we need to do is we need to hear God. I don't mean to hear what somebody else said about God. Years ago, uh, the folk gospel businessmen was very good to me. But... I didn't like it because I had to keep telling them who I used to be. 
and then turn the story around to who I was right now. I didn't like hearing the stories about somebody else's testimony. I just couldn't take it. They kept telling me who their God was, but I wanted to have my own experience with God. I wanted to know God. All you single men, let me tell you this. You know, I know that you hear the rosy stories. Oh, my wife and I love each other. Praise God. I, I'm glad that I got married. But let me tell you something. Once you get married, things change. How many of you married men know that? They changed. I felt like I had been duped. I felt like I had been shanghai I, she told me, till death do, be, do we part, you know, in good and bad and all that. All I seen was the bad. And I kept waiting for the good. She keeps promising, it's coming. Listen, sometimes marriage, as glorious as it is, filled with benefits. What do you mean filled with benefits? In other words, there's chatter going on all the time. You never have to wonder if you're alone. Now, I thought I was the only one that felt like that, but the other day, Phyllis said, Honey, why don't you go hunting? I said, You want me to go hunting? Yeah, why don't you get David and go hunting? I said, Well, it's raining. Well, aren't your hunting clothes waterproof? <laughs> yeah. I said, it's kind of cold and the wind's blowing. She said, well, don't you have a place that you can get out of the wind? I said, well, it's cold. She said, don't you have those little heaters that you put in the blind? Yeah. So David was more quick to be sucked in than me. So David gets on her side to convince me to go out in the rain. And I told him before I went, we won't kill nothing. Oh, fellow said, oh, I think tonight you will. So David's saying, well, you know, we might pass. Oh, let's just, let's just get dressed and go. See, David's already been sucked in. I, he deceived. So I go and, of course, I get wet, don't see nothing. I get cold, come home, I have to finish fixing my own salad. <laughs> and then I got to thinking, you know, either she's got somebody waiting at the end of the lane, or she doesn't want me to be around. So I asked her, knowing that she can't lie, and she said, well, to be truthful, I wanted some alone time. In other words, I wanted you out of here so I could enjoy life. That's what she told me. And I said, how would you like for me to say that to you? She said, well, I wouldn't. But you asked me, so I told you the truth. Now, David, being her innocent accomplice, is never going to sway me again. If he ever says, let's go hunting, I'm going to say, not today, friend. <laughs> now, Phyllis wanted to be alone. But what we have to do is make sure that we get to the place that we hear 
a word from God. A word from God. Now, how do we hear a word from God? Well, we certainly hear it from the prophets, the apostles, and so forth. We can get it from a supernatural utterance uh, from a prophet, not from prophecy, because prophecy doesn't give us direction. We can get it from a prophet. And, or we can go to the scriptures because this is God's will, his way, and his voice. So if you wanted to hear from God, I would encourage you to start looking at the scriptures that have to do with what God's called you to do and begin to spend time in them so that they will become alive to you. We think talking to God is just saying, hey, God, what do you think about this? No, the Bible said you need to be still and know that he is God. You know, hearing God is not a quick endeavor. It is an endeavor that you commit to until you are assured that you have really heard from God. And when you hear from God, it enables you to erase all weariness. Saul, when he found out, go down this way, when he heard the word of the Lord, he was energized, he was encouraged, he was renewed. All disappointment faded away. And guess what? He now was dedicated to the Father's purpose. We, as Christians, need to hear the voice of God. Don't try to hear it. Don't try to muster something up that sounds good. Let God speak to you. And when he speaks to you, it will revolutionize where you are. And sometimes it takes time. The Bible says, Isaiah 40, 30, and 31, that we need to wait on the Lord. That means you need to sit down, stop doing what you're doing, and let God show you the way. Because many of us have, like Saul and his servant, just started wandering. And in this wandering, what we do is we end up being dissatisfied. We end up being discouraged, disappointed. We end up being criticizers and blamers. Well, they're my problem. This is my problem. I'm not happy because my husband isn't this. I'm not happy because my wife don't do this, my wife don't do that. Your wife and your husband is not in charge of your happiness. Could have given amen. Your family is in charge. Your friends aren't in charge. Your church isn't in charge. Your pastor isn't in charge. Your happiness and joy level is based upon your relationship with God. And we need to hear from God so that he gives us the direction. Well, well I, I can't figure it out. I don't. That's why he's God. And you're not. God can tell you how to restart his purpose in your life. He can tell you how to restart what's important in your life. So it's up to you and I to hear the voice of God. Could again, amen. 
We need the voice of God. And when it is spoken to us, it brings faith back up to its former level. Then it gives everything else the opportunity to be seen clearly. To be seen clearly. When you hear the word, after you have searched it and looked at the scriptures, then you understand that you are hearing God speak to you. Secondly, when you hear the way of God or the voice of God, you're going to have to change what you've been doing. One thing about Christians, when they lose something, they disconnect from it and lay it aside. Now, I'm going to prove a point. How many of you have prophecies from God? Come on, raise your hand. You got them on CDs? And you still got them on cassette tapes? Uh, yeah. What have you done with that? Oh, you shivered when you got it. You might have fell under the power of God. They might have had to drag you out. You might have spoke in tongues, sung in tongues. You might have, uh, you know, seen angels. You, you might have done 101 things. But no matter what happened at that divine moment, you took it, put it in the drawer, thinking God was going to bring it to pass. Really? Where is that in the Bible? God will bring to pass what you put faith in. But he won't bring to pass what you don't mix faith with. And so if we just want to see how disconnected we are from the purpose of God, go back to 1983 and pull out the voice of God to you. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm telling you how Christians are and how you let the donkeys out. And the only way that you're going to be able to move on is if you do that, which God's already given you to do. You can't get something when you haven't fulfilled step one. You can't do it. So we need to get those things and we need to activate them again. Well, you know, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, and God doesn't change. If he told you to do something, he expects you to do it. Well, I tried it and I only had three people. Those were the three people God needed you to reach. But because you didn't think it was national ministries, you just shoved it back in the drawer and let those donkeys go. Hmm. I wonder where your donkeys are today. All right. Yeah. 
So, whatever we start doing to mix faith with something, then we stop doing it. And when you disconnect yourself from it, what's going to happen is this. You're going to be dissatisfied. Dissatisfied people are dangerous to everything around them. Because they think that everybody else is their problem. I learned a long time ago in my marriage, if I'm dissatisfied, my wife will tell me it's my fault. I asked her one day, I said, am I happily married? She said, yes, and don't ever think different. So when people say, are you happily married? I said, my wife said I was. So we have to hear from God. In Luke 24, 4 through 9, they ran to the tomb because Mary Magdalene had told them, hey, Jesus is gone. So Peter and John run to the tomb. They look in. John doesn't go in. Peter, he has no boundaries. He just pushes his way in. And he gets in there and says, hey, my word. Hey, this is a handkerchief. This is a rope. He's gone. But then an angel speaks to him and reminds him of what God said about Jesus. And as soon as he repeats what God said about Jesus, Peter's purpose is anchored and he runs and tells the others. What would have happened to Peter if he hadn't heard the voice of God from an angel? He would have been disappointed and discouraged. But from the angel, it was the word of the Lord. Now, some of us think that, well, you know, that's too much time. Really? No. It's not too much time. If I needed to hear from God, which I've needed to hear him so many times, that I've got a path worn to the waiting place. If I had that, I'd say, God, I've got to hear a word from you. I would study everything in the Bible that had to do with what I needed, where I was going, what I was dealing with. And then I would set myself aside and I would be quiet. I wouldn't read 1,500 books. I wouldn't listen to 1,000 tapes because I don't need a book and I don't need a tape. I need to hear from God. And if I put them on my heart and I meditate on them and I raise up night and day, pretty soon one day I'm going to raise up and God is going to speak to me. And I am going to see the way of God. So it's important that we do that. Amen? Because what we do by faith is a revelation of the condition of your soul. If you get disappointed in hard times, your soul is not established. 
If you get discouraged quickly because people come and go, people do, people don't do, you've got your soul has trust in a place that it should not be. See, I can tell you the condition of your soul by what you say and by what you do. And if you lost things, you've lost your joy in 2020, then let me tell you something. It's because you never watched over. You've laid it down, and I can tell you right now that your faith is going to be dysfunctional because there's no joy in trusting God. It is a reflection of our soul. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you're meditating on, I will see, and I will see its effect by what you say and by what you do. Could again, amen. The second thing that you need to do, besides hearing the voice of God, you need to get your mind renewed so that you will discover and know the will of God. But I already know God's will. Well, if you know it, then why did you lay it down? I'm just going to be very frank. If you heard it 20 years ago, why haven't you invested your life in fulfilling it? Now, I'm talking to you about recovering that which was lost and things being reestablished in your life. I'm talking to you about being able to finish the Father's purpose and it got away from you because of things that were distracting you or taking your attention. So now we have to look at rebuilding. And you would say, well, why do I need my mind renewed? Because there are things that have happened to you that have caused you to doubt God. And doubt has no place in the life of man walking with God. And it's our job to keep our life doubt-free. Now, there are many things that have happened to me in life that I didn't like, that I had Scripture to say, well, it wasn't God's will. If I did this, God would do that, and they didn't happen. Well, what, what do you do with those, Pastor? Do, do you think about them? Do you argue with God? Do you write them down so you can flaunt them in God's face at the judgment seat? These are things you didn't do. Or do I move on? Understanding that no matter what I went through, if I handled it the right way, I might not have got the end result but I did get a byproduct of God's hand being active in my life. And I am better coming, having come through something than I am getting what I wanted. Well, well what do you do? Don't do... I know. There are, listen, there are a million things I don't understand. God told Abraham, come on out, I'm going to show you take you into a land that you don't know anything about. 
The Bible says Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, you just keep doing what God wants you to do, even though evil is going to attack you from all different ways, and you're never going to know what it's doing, but you keep doing it because in the end, eternal life is yours. I don't understand everything. I don't have an answer for all your problems, an answer for everything that happens, everything that don't. I don't have the answers. God has them. But what I never do is question when things don't happen. I say, God, you know what? I still have faith in you. I have believed for things that the evidence has said has never happened. I still believe that God was faithful. I don't understand all that stuff. You say, oh man, every preacher should. Do you? No. None of us understand how a seed turns into materialistic bones and a child is born. We don't even know the elementary of the reproduction system. How can we know everything that's going on in the kingdom of God? And the other thing is this. Your results don't please God. Your faith in the battle does. Amen? So, the second thing you need to do is get your mind renewed. But I already know that. Go back and renew it again and again and again. Keep getting it renewed. Keep it fresh. Keep it available to the seed of God. Because what happens is when you believe the scriptures that are renewing your mind, you shall be established. That simply means that you're going to get to a place that you are faithful, you are determined, you are rooted in God. Rooted in God. And if you believe those scriptures, you shall be established. Now, when you get established, what does that do? It gives you fortitude. Anybody know what fortitude is? It is a mental strength that allows courage to work. Sometimes we have no fortitude. We are easily overthrown by things that come to derail us. But I don't know about you, but I think I want to put a bigger lock on the donkey door. And I want to make sure that the devil is not stealing my donkeys. And I'm going to do what God's called me to do. And then, having fortitude. Fortitude is the mental capacity to use courage. Anybody know what courage is? Courage is the ability to overcome the things that you fear. That's what courage is. So when you get your mind renewed, guess what? You get a fortitude of mind you really rise to the point that you can be courageous. And then being courage, having courage, is the ability 
to overcome everything that you fear. Everything that you fear. Everything that you fear. Now we as Christians are where we are today much because of the dominion of fear or intimidation in our life. We have become so busy with everything that we've been going through in year 2020 that our donkeys have broke out. And we have not seen the way to fulfill God's purpose to bring him back. But I'm telling you that God has a word for you. God has a word for you. And if you will take that word and you will begin to think about it, you'll begin to get stable, unmovable. You will then get portions of your mind renewed from looking at the scriptures and your mind is going to become fortified and you're going to be able to use courage Courage, courage to do that which you fear. You will override that. You will override that. Take time and let God speak to you. Don't let a book tell you what to do. Don't let a tape tell you what to do. You hear from God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get a word from God and let's bring the donkeys home. What, what have you lost in 2020? Your joy, your excitement, your zeal, your passion? What have you lost? Your dream, your hope? What has been loosed from what was put into your hands to keep. And for those of you that have words of the Lord 25 years old, pull it out. Today is that day. And hear what the Lord would say to you and do it. Do it. Amen? Just do it. Nothing is impossible to God. Don't let it be impossible to you. Because it's not. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. 2021, a year of restoration. A year of increase. A year of renewal. A year of revival. I want that to happen in my life. I like what Sister Janie said, that it's going to be better. It's going to be better. Amen? Going to be better. Going to be better. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet today. Hallelujah. Jesus.
Father, you've given us your purpose. No excuses. It just requires that we need to hear from you. It just requires that God, we need the way of God. God, direct us and speak us. Let us do things your way and not our way. God, let us be established. Let our mind be renewed. Let fortitude, God, give place to active courage that we are not imprisoned nor bound by fear or intimidation. God, we thank you. The words that you've spoken to us, God, over the years, we declared, let it be as the Lord has said. Let it be unto us according to the word of the Lord. God, renew people today. Refresh them, strengthen them, refresh them, revive them, God. Father, I declare blessing and increase. I declare, God, enlargement. I declare, God, abundance. God, your ways are, if you threw a seed in the ground, it must multiply. No tree is planted and does not bear fruit of itself. No blade of grass lives by itself. Everything that you touch, God, and put into our hands are increased, are enlarged. God, strengthen us with the strength of the Lord. Strengthen us, God, to endure, to run, and not be weary. Strengthen us, God, to be the spouses we need to be. Strengthen us, God, to be the witnesses that we need to be. Today, God, change us. And God, let us renew our commitment to your purpose, to your purpose, God. Hallelujah. 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 Actually, you remember that song, Beyond the Open Door. Let's sing that one. Hallelujah. Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. The healing spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, and the Lord. 
into a greater power that you've ever known before. Beyond the open door. Beyond the open door. every ear he that hath an ear let him hear God let him hear your voice let him hear your directive let the purpose of the Father be established in their lives God let the way be clear let it be simple God let us be established unmovable for your purpose God, let our minds be renewed. God, we will have fortitude that courage will reign in our life, that fear will not keep us back. Now, God, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name, and we give you the praise for it. Amen and amen. Ashley, can we dismiss with that song? Hallelujah. We will see you Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Hey, live streamers. We're so glad that you could join us today. Be sure to check out all of our social media platforms, and we can't wait to see you next time.